Okay, so today on the Being Heard podcast, we have our first guest, Nika Quinn. Nika is an artist, a horsewoman, a nature lover, and just an all-round badass of a woman, in my opinion. Her and I have been forming a friendship over the past year, and she came to stay with me recently in the UK, and she got to meet the herd. And it was really just such a privilege to be in her presence and to connect with her in a way which felt so familiar. So if you know her artwork already, then you will see how full it is. And I think that is just a perfect representation of how full a person she is. And she's someone who's also really dedicated to her own personal development and growth and inner awareness. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Hope you enjoy it. And let's take a listen. Welcome, Nika Quinn, to the Being Heard podcast. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, I'm kind of buzzing from head to toe with excitement that you're here and that you are the first guest on the podcast, which feels so aligned and so right and so perfect, especially because you and I have been forming a friendship over the better part of a year. Is that right? And, you know, we got to meet in person recently and a lot of that relationship has been formed online, but getting to meet you in person and just being in your energy and just getting to witness you as a woman and as an artist and as a horsewoman is such a privilege. We are going to talk today about something that I think that you do effortlessly in your work. And just as I'm getting to know you more, I see it in your general self-expression as well, which is the weaving of energy and the weaving of different creations. And so your artwork And I was just on your website about five minutes before this call, just like absolutely almost in tears looking at all of your incredible creations. But the main thing that comes through when I look at your artwork is the symbolism and how much you're actually able to fill one space with what feels like different streams of consciousness. And at the same time, you're able to like take that and weave and like pull things from the collective and create one image and one kind of standalone piece, which has within it so many different elements and structures. And, you know, one could argue that that's what art is. And at the same time, everybody expresses the way that they do that differently. And I feel like you have such a full, broad spectrum of being able to do that. And I really just want to, first of all, ask you where you feel like this comes from within you. Wow. Well, thank you for all of that and that reflection. (laughs) It really means a lot. Where my work comes from, where does this come from inside of me? I feel like that's a both, right? Where it's coming from within me and around me and outside of myself, but also so within myself. I'm not really sure. I think it depends on the project as well. So, or the, the creation in general. So if I, like, for example, if I'm doing a piece for somebody else, it has to come from kind of outside of me, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to channel something for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so it's obviously the inherent things that, you know, are within me and my actual skills and talents and stuff. 
but what I draw from for others is based on their energy. So when you get something that I've made for you, it's infused with, yeah, of course, like what I've put it into it, but it's really what's your energy that's <laughs> making it come to life. And to be honest, I haven't done things just for myself in quite a while, like a big project wise. So I'm really excited to start tapping into that a little bit because I'm really excited to see where that comes from now. Whereas, yeah, a few years ago when I was creating to share and everything, it was really about this horse journey and about deepening our connection with horses and really just working with my own feelings of kind of removing myself from the traditional horse world and seeing these, seeing different perspectives and how we can work with horses. And so my journey really started with that being my focus point. And that's how I, and my art is how I started to really unravel my own, <laughs> my own inner workings of yeah, the horse world and <laughs> what it means to me now. So yeah, that was kind of a, a tangent, but. <laughs> you know, I love that because it's, um, I just, I like the way that you were looking for a deeper connection with horses outside of what you'd seen and what you knew. And again, like your art was that way. And like, you already are an artist and you already are such a like powerful creatrix. And so you were able to just utilize that to find your path. And then, I mean, I guess I'm focusing on, you know, one of the offerings that you have at the moment, which is the whole self-portraits where I feel like that's what you're also able to provide for others is that like through your artwork and the we and the weaving in particular, because I do feel like you have that this amazing ability to do that. Even, you know, when you and I have had conversations, you're able to really listen to what I'm saying and then like pluck from what I've said and pluck from the general energy of the conversation, what's needed and what's relevant to offer back as a reflection. And you do that in your work. And I love how you're able to, you know, create these amazing portraits for people to as a guiding light for also their path and where they're going. Okay. So horses, let's talk about how, okay. I've noticed with my horses in particular, and I've had like amazing experiences in my life where they've really proved this to be true, how they are amazing weavers of energy as well. And how they are really connected to the universal grid and the collective web of life in general and so many other things that we're learning about now. And they have this ability to just tap in and see with so much foresight what needs to be like arranged. And I keep wanting to say plucked, like plucked out from all of existence in order to ground down and create as an experience. And so I consider them to be amazing web weavers. And I just would love to hear about your experiences with horses and your perspective on that. And um, yeah, how maybe you feel like there's a bit of a mirror there with you and them. Mm, I love that, the web weavers, yes. <laughs> I think they are incredible for exactly what you just said and then how we can work with them and become weavers with them. And I think it's, it's very, they offer us 
both the mirror of our own reflection, but also the ability to, yeah, tap into something beyond and be so grounded at the same time. And I think it's obviously they're just such incredible teachers of that kind of presence and that kind of um, just being, I guess. And I think for me personally, what this landed on was that my journey started, like my art journey really has always been like these past few years have been intertwined with horses and my journey of, yes, looking at different perspectives and everything and kind of like detaching myself and seeing it from a bigger picture. And within that, then you can begin to see how horses can weave different parts of our lives as well. So like horses have led me through creation. They've led me through finding my own emotional journey. They've led me through, you know, physical things and also through connections with other people, like in a way, <laughs> just being around them lends us all to become weavers. And like, there's just so many aspects to them that they can help us in finding ourselves. And yeah, it's just, they, I feel like they just cover so much ground. <laughs> I feel like it comes down to connection with them you know, and when you were talking, I was thinking about the heart space and how, when you said just being around them provides that just by virtue of the fact that, that you're sharing space with them. And when I think about the heart energy and the heart web in general, and how vast our heart space can be, you know, I, I really feel like horses provide a space for us to just open into that or drop into that. And then from that place, when there's a connection, like a genuine heart to heart connection, it almost feels like anything's possible. I love the fact that they've led you through different experiences without also it necessarily being having to be something that has physically happened. It's just also your connection with them energetically and your ability to tap into their energy and maybe that frequency, you know, that heart space. Absolutely. I was thinking about something before um, before this call, which was like moving out of a space of being an individual and coming into a space of, of the collective. When I think about us as a species living alongside nature and the horses and all the other beings on the planet and the planet, I see it as this big web. And as we're just like moving in parallel with each other all the time. And I would just really love to hear your opinion on that in terms of, you know, you're stepping into a space now where you're holding retreats and, you know, I know the community is really important to you. So coming out of the space of just individualization for everyone into more of a collective energy, how, yeah, how does that look for you? And how do you see, like, what's the magic in that for you? Oh my goodness. There's so much to say here. So, <laughs> when we're talking about weaving and we're talking about this web, I mean, we call the, the internet, the web, right? Like there's just, there's so many ways that we're all little dots on that grid and we're all becoming more and more connected. And I'm going to butcher it, but is it the resonance theory? Um, that it's like when <laughs> basically when one person or subject or whatever, um, begins to learn a new pattern or learn something, it goes and drops into the collective consciousness and then is much easier to 
spread to the next people. Like it's just learned faster by the next group of people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening in the horse world right now, where it's like, I feel like this wave of understanding and working with horses in a very sentient, or like seeing them as sentient beings and not as tools. Um, you know, it might've started in pockets, but now, especially with the internet and, you know, like it's, it's causing tidal waves, not just little ripples anymore. And I think that it's just going to keep getting wider and broader. And of course there's going to be, there's going to be pushback and there's going to be, you know, it's not just a smooth flowing thing, but I think that the community and the connection is so important because otherwise we feel like we're on islands mm -hmm. and when we feel like we're on islands, we feel like we don't mean anything or, you know, like we feel so separate. And I mean, that sense of separation is what you're talking about with the individualism where it's like, great, you've done all this for yourself, but what, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, how can that be fed back into the greater good into, you know, the betterment of humanity, of the world, of the horses, everything. And obviously not everyone has to think in such a big picture, but it helps to think a little bit beyond just self because otherwise, yeah, it, it, it tends to feel meaningless. And what is the meaning of life is to find your purpose and meaning, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that is the greatest question. <laughs> And I think, yeah, finding community, finding connection with other people doing similar things or, you know, just it doesn't even have to be similar, I guess. It's just when you find other people that are moving in the same direction, it it gives you inspiration to keep on going as well. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. That's so good. And it's the the speed as well that I think you really touched on in terms of our development in general and you know, I keep in my mind, like going backwards and forwards between like the human world and the horse world and like wanting to always bring in the links and the correlations between the two. And when I think about horses as a herd, it's almost like there is, you know, I love what you spoke to in terms of the, the benefit of actually having community and connection in your life and weaving your energy with others as, as a collective, because ultimately you're right. Like we can achieve whatever we want, but if we can't share it with other people and we can't contribute to something greater, then what is the point, you know, in that conscious way? I mean, you could say that we're always contributing to something greater just by being, but when I look at the horses and I look at my herd in particular, it's, they are all so completely different and their energy is so different. And they're so just, you know, they're all different colors, for example, just on a very physical level, but their energies and their personalities stand out so much, but they feel like a unit all the time. And I think it's that, they're able to individually weave and, you know, work with energy in their own way because they, they've been allowed to be individuals and they've been allowed to just express themselves. And at the same time, they move and exist as a unit because it makes them stronger. Yes. And especially with herds, like that, I mean, they have that grid as well, right? Where they're all that point of connection and you can almost see it. Right. You can almost see those golden threads that keep them all together. Where do you feel you're at in your life now in terms of, um, well, I kind of want to ask you that question in relation to everything, but specifically, you know, your ability as 
as a creatrix and also your relationship with horses and yeah where do you feel that you're at now and how do you see that expanding and evolving that's a big question okay yeah I feel like I'm almost starting new nice (laughs) kind of big to say but I feel like I'm really on a precipice of something right now that I'm stepping into and maybe it's a just a deepening and just continue this learning journey of just, you know, <laughs> being human, but also working with horses and yeah, getting to the next level of my own art and what it wants to say now. Mm-hmm. And not I'm trying to find something that I can do for myself because I've got new things to say. Right. And <laughs> I feel like as of now, I'm really feeling comfortable with who I am. And I feel like I now know so much, like my art isn't so much figuring out me anymore. It's about sharing more with these ideas and yes, weaving together different yeah, ideas and symbols and working with all aspects of life. Like I, I feel like it's not just about the horses anymore. It's about everything. <laughs> yeah. And that's what horses teach us too, right? It's like, oh, I have to learn about this training method to get my horse to do XYZ. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden realize that it's actually about the trauma you experienced when you were five years old that you can't actually get through without, you know, like it's all actually, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's where I'm at in my art and where I'm going. Oh God, I don't even know. I love how you're centering that and bringing in all of also like the self-development. And um, I know that you and I are both very focused on that in terms of whether you want to call it, you know, self-improvement or not, but just going to places that need to be seen and witnessed and felt in order to expand. And I feel like we both have that, um, the impulse to do that. And ultimately, what does that help us do? It helps us connect to everything because we're going within and we're connecting with ourselves. When you're talking, I'm just seeing this like continual connection with the all, which is, which includes horses, which includes nature, which includes all the elements and every experience that you have in your life. So how do you see, okay. So in terms of story and myth, how do you, what is your relationship with story and myth one? And then two, how do you feel that like tapping into ancient mythology and stories in general and being able to use our imagination to create stories or unwind stories. How do you feel that that is important for all of us in terms of our own ability to weave our lives in general? Oh my goodness. Okay. (laughs) So I feel like myth and story has really been a front running theme for me recently And it's something that I hadn't really put too much effort into prior. And all of a sudden it's coming in this rush of really deepening into understanding myth and its importance, myth and stories and the importance in humanity's growth and evolution. And I mean, myths in general, what we use as a definition today is usually to say that it's about saying something is false, you know, like if there's a myth about something, it means that it's like hearsay or, you know, like something Mm -hmm. that might not be true. 
But actually, myth from ancient contexts is actually trying to help us understand and see the greater picture and the the harder questions of the world, like what is the meaning of life? And, you know, why does the sun rise? But why does, you know, like there's these, these bigger overarching themes in myth versus like folktale, which are just, um, just more, yeah, stories of sharing about culture and um, area and place. And I think, yeah, when we look back at the myths, they're the ones that kind of we're trying to set you up for <laughs> what is life and the mm. journey of life and the whether it's the hero's journey, the heroine's journey, you know, then these different archetypal characters in them. And we've lost that in our culture now. There's not much of that that is important anymore. And we've got tons of stories and we've got tons of movies and we've got tons of storylines and everything, but nothing has that you know, glue that holds us all together, keep us and keeping us going on the same storyline. And so I think the importance of writing new stories for the times that we live in now is to <laughs> get some imagination of where we can go. Like, you know, like imagining a greater picture of where we're heading mm -hmm. and, and the possibilities that lie ahead rather than um, just getting stuck in, yeah, old stories, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it takes yeah. creative people and creative thinking in general to imagine a world that isn't the one that we live in right this second. And so we need to start writing new stories to put that into the collective consciousness because that is how we get ideas out. And especially, like, I mean, we can go down to saying that if they started making movies and books about, you know, a, a different future rather than just all these apocalyptic ones where everything just burns and we're just deserted on this earth and we want to move to the next planet. It's like, yeah. what if we just started writing stories and planting that in our, in the collective that, yeah, that there could just be another way that we can change things here on this planet. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Does that answer yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's, you know, I love the, I love what you brought in about the, it's the creatives who actually do that. And I think that there's so much truth and weight to that. And at the same time, do you have any practical advice for people who maybe are feeling like a bit lost and completely disconnected from their creativity? And, you know, if those people also have horses in their lives, they, that could coincide with their relationship with their horses so just feeling a bit lost and disconnected in general do you have any practical advice for people to be able to just open up or connect with that channel again within them to help them I want to say like tap into their own weaver <laughs> ability because everybody has the power to do that it's just that you know we can get lost and lose our way and it's people like you who really help us get back on track. So I'm wondering if you have any advice for people who might be feeling like that. Wow. I love this question because this is kind of my passion as well as like sharing with people that they are creative. I don't care who you are. Like everyone has that ability to create something that is what makes us human. 
And that's what sets us apart if we want to say that we're separate at all from anything. And this idea that we can <laughs> make something from nothing that just lives in our head is just incredible. And whether a person thinks that they're actually creative or not, you can still physically create. Mm-hmm. You can still do it. It doesn't mean it's going to be, you know, this <laughs> incredible piece that will be preserved for the next 500 years, but it means that you've gotten something out that was inside of you. And so the most practical thing that anyone can do to tap into that inner wisdom is to create without goals, to create without expectation, because that's when things will start flowing that you didn't even know existed inside of you. Mm. And I imagine it kind of like, like if we're thinking about the flow of creativity, the flow of a river, so or just a flow of emotions, anything. When we just think of rivers, we often, right? Like a body of water and everything has to keep going downstream. And if there's a dam, if there's blockages, if there's, whether that's energetic or physical or whatever it is, those have to be removed. But sometimes it takes a lot of force. Sometimes it takes something to really dislodge it, to keep it going. And so what that could look like maybe is it might be really hard for somebody to break out a canvas and paints because they're thinking about all the reasons why it won't look good. You know, there's all these different stories that they've told themselves that they're not good at painting and blah, blah, blah. Dip your hands in the paint, get rid of the paintbrush, just Mm. put your emotions, put whatever's inside of you onto the canvas in color. Mm. And maybe if you want to go beyond that, like, I don't like you can choose however you want to actually express that. But what you'll find as you keep going is it's that meeting of physical and emotional that other things can then come through. Like you don't even know what lies within you that is waiting to come out until you allow it, that space and that movement to come out. So yeah, go fingerprint. That's my practical advice. (laughs) I love that. You don't know what lies within you until like really you're right until we have the courage to look within and speaking of those blockages in the river first of all i'm loving all of these water analogies yeah because i definitely consider you to be a mermaid and so just bringing in the water energy is so beautiful um the blockages in the river and in terms of our creativity it is again coming back to stories like it is so important to just take the time and have the resilience to question and to just sit with ourselves for a moment and ask like what is actually in the way of me being creative or what is in the way of me letting out what I'm feeling or what I'm not feeling you know and just doing that self-inquiry is so so important and um I love that. Thank you. And uh, getting rid of the paintbrushes and just doing it however you want to do it also speaks to that like that does we don't need to create a certain way it's not about that. And it's not about having to fit into a box ever. It's just being able to weave whatever's within us that we might not know about yet outward. How do you feel that you have been heard by horses in the past? Just taking a slight tangent here, but not really. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I'll have to start by saying that 
I, like many other people in this Western society that we live in, was quite numb to my own emotions for most of my life and, but not really even knowing that that's what was happening. And it was horses that really woke me up to myself in many ways. And I think by learning and by deepening my understanding of them and their physical body, their energetic bodies, I started, (laughs) I started understanding my own. Right. And that is that kind of that process and that progress that we see often parallel, but it was a few horses that really heard me and allowed me to step into my next versions of myself that gave me the courage to keep on going in this way and almost gave me like a model to, to, (laughs) to seek after. And specifically there's this beautiful bay mare named Marley who it was just, it was an incredible transformation that I witnessed in her from not wanting to be touched by humans to forming a friendship with her over, I don't even know, like six months. And it was genuinely rewriting her story just by saying it out loud that she wasn't this sad, scared, helpless mare that just bullied others because that that was all she knew. But that now I was seeing her in this light of courageous and powerful and an empowered feminine spirit. And when I saw her like that, she started to act like that. And so whether it was like already in her coming out or within me to see her, there was a mirrored reflection. And I started being able to step into my own power because I was witnessing this in her. And it was just this beautiful infinity loop of (laughs) empowerment. (laughs) Now, I feel like that was, I mean, that's the gist of it that like I started by hearing the horses, I then was <laughs> given that reciprocally that they were hearing me as well. Mm-hmm. And that it was just such a mutual understanding and respect level. And it's just been such a cool journey to be able to do that with horses. And also I know I'm in a unique position that I don't have my own. And so when I meet horses, I get to meet them totally where they're at and I don't have any prejudgments of where they've been where they're going what their daily feeds like what they have to do today to like mm-hmm. to get to the farrier you know like I don't have those things at the moment to worry about so I get to meet them in this really beautiful energetic space and not have many attachments to it and I think that in itself is quite a cool understanding that I'm now seeing that I get that privilege that I get by not having a horse. Whereas I used to think that I was somehow lacking because, or that I didn't have any right to be talking about horses because I didn't have my own. And now I'm seeing it in a totally new light. And I think it gives me a lot more confidence in many ways because I do get to meet them truly in the present. Absolutely. You get to meet them fresh. Mm-hmm. that's the word that keeps coming through like that's it's also such a beautiful story change within you to be able to like see your circumstances as a gift and understand that yeah you're right like 
we often have so much criteria that we kind of project onto our horses of the routine or the responsibility or you know it can be anything depending on whether that horse is being ridden or not and you know for you to be able to just have fresh eyes and a fresh heart every time you go in is actually in and of itself probably a really beautiful way for the horse to be heard and for you to be able to witness that energy exchange for you as well so was there a point where you thought you saw that the story was a projection and affecting your relationship with her and you saw that point where you were like okay I have the power to shift this and what if I did this instead you know what was that process like within you so okay so it's a little different than that because again I met her fresh Mm. so my first meeting of her I'll kind of set the scene a little bit um I went out to my friend's sanctuary and she has a handful quite a few rescues but also a few of her own horses and ponies and it was the first time I'd met her whole herd and I hadn't seen my friend in years and I went out to the herd and I'd asked my friend not to tell me anything about any of the horses and I wanted to feel who they were and it was a little test to myself (laughs) and when I met Marley when I saw her across the pasture it was honest god like she was glowing like I just, I saw her just radiate this like glowing beam. And it was like the horses almost like parted ways. And it was just like a hallway of golden light between her and I. Yeah. And she came up to me and I wasn't trying to, you know, do anything to any of the horses. I was just trying to meet them. And she touched my hand or like I held up my hand to her and she touched it. And she let me like put my hand on her forehead and everything. And then I looked at my my friend Kara and she nearly had tears in her eyes and she was like, Marley doesn't let people touch her, especially her face. And so it wasn't my narrative to rewrite, but it was my friends as well as just anybody that ever met Marley who was abandoned and neglected and in such terrible states and, you know, had been moved home so many times and everyone felt so bad for her. And here I came in with this totally new feeling about her. Cause I was like, who is this? beautiful glowing goddess of a horse and by me saying that I rewrote the narrative that everyone else could then like read and say as well in a a way yeah and yeah then her shifts began so then she did kind of exit this like wounded maiden archetype and entered into this totally new horse honestly like she changed And she'll be like one of the first to greet people now. And she takes care of the herd. And she had like, she started forming friendships with some of the other horses that she hadn't yet. And like, this was truly all just energy because Mm -hmm. there was no training. You know, there was no, we didn't go out and I mean, never once have I put any, any equipment on her or anything. Like there was nothing. It was literally just in her own herd she made these changes by us also making the changes. So it was just one of the most powerful transformational things I witnessed to allow me to know that that kind of change is possible, that that kind of energy and intention and rewriting the story is 100% possible. And I couldn't have believed it if I didn't see it or, (laughs) you know what I mean? Completely. And, um, 
That is so powerful because it's, you know, again, if we come back to this theme of weaving and creating, uh, you know, when you said it's just all energy, you are essentially just like, you know, energy in form, just as she is. And being able to like, if we see all of us as connected as one big connected web, like everything on the planet, then your like clear seeing and your perspective of her and your frequency may like provided for her a space to actually step into exactly like you said what it already existed within her and then you just got to see the reflection and at the same time it feels like it was such a like the shift was ready to happen you know Mm -hmm. and it was just like you so perfectly aligned with meeting her and being there at that time and being able to offer that like whether it's just story or energy or whatever words you want to use of being able to offer something new to her that she could actually step up into. And I think that that's such a beautiful lesson for all of us with each other as well. Like, are we able to just show up as individual weavers within the collective web and just see people fresh and remove our stories from it's it's just so easy when we meet someone, whether it's, you know, I'm talking about humans now, but we could also talk about horses and just a place in general um to just immediately go into what feels safe for us to understand and actually when we go in fresh we can feel so much more that's the thing like you were able to feel into her spirit and her essence and her energy and she came to you and showed you that because she knew that you weren't like you were like a fresh safe space and because of that dynamic you know as you say like all of the energy around her was able to shift as well like the dynamic in the herd could change so the whole web got shifted and moved around and affected and mm-hmm. yeah it's just such a beautiful lesson of how we can do that with our, ourselves but also other people like and the power that that has you know the decision to be in that presence absolutely and i think i'm learning that about myself as well that i mean doing this work of meeting tons of people that I'm working with. And obviously it's online mostly that I meet people and have zoom conversations with before I work with their, whatever art I'm working with, with them mm-hmm. is that I do meet them fresh. I meet them exactly how they are presenting themselves. And I've found this many times and it's, it, it's becoming just normal now that in some way I become a catalyst for them because I've seen them in this space of potential that they have not been able to fully step into and accept. And just in our meeting and me reflecting back the words that they've already told me, but hearing it out of my voice, they can then take that and work with it in in their real life and things happen. I love that. I mean, you're such a witch. It's amazing. (laughs) Just just by, yeah, just, just your being and your ability to tap in. Okay, so I want to wrap it up, but there is something that uh, is on my mind to ask you, which is, I know I've already asked you about your your work and where you see yourself going in the future. But in terms of, you know, I really want to continue reflecting back to you, your ability to weave things together. And, you know, when we first started talking or, you know, had a conversation about what this episode was going to be about, you said that this podcast is also like the weaving of so many different elements and I completely agree with that and appreciate that insight. And I'm wondering how, 
you know, how do you feel like in your heart and in your body? How do you feel your life, like you're weaving your life into existence for the future? And, and I'm including horses in this. Hmm. Another big question. Okay, so I'm going to start a little smaller and work a little bit broader. Um, so coming back to like my work in the present, I didn't mention this before, but I do have a membership called Creative Alchemy. And every month I will work with a different theme and it's based on like astrological signs that we're in per month. And it's just this beautiful container to weave everything that I am working with in real time. And so tapping into these universal energies in the moment and then pulling from things that I'm reading and learning and also then drawing and sharing. And I make videos that I'm trying to practice using my voice more and doing workshops where I like invite others to explore whether it's writing or just talking. And it's been really amazing to just like have a space I created that can literally be for that weaving. And so then beyond that, <laughs> um, when we were talking about like retreats and stuff, I just, again, it's this idea of weaving all these different aspects together. And I just want to make like massive, like week long retreats that just like do everything I would ever want to, but that's just like way too much. Um, <laughs> but I'm for now, yes. <laughs> and, but taking these ideas of horses and creativity that go so well together and allowing that to be a space for people to enter into and then go deeper within themselves. So I really like creating these spaces where it seems like we're just doing one thing, but really we're doing like this deep personal inner transformation. And I'm also, yes, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of step into the apprentice role again and not be, I'm ready to learn, right? I'm ready to really deepen my practice so that I can share to the best of my ability. That fully answers all the questions, but. <laughs> yeah, you just, you have so much to offer and you're doing it and you're living it and you're embodying it. And it's so amazing to see. And also what came through when you were talking was this element of like, to just finish on the weaving theme of we are woven like our ancestors, you know, we are woven, like as e each individual is woven together by so many, like how, how many people did it take to make you? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> like how many thoughts did those people have? How many experiences, how many different beliefs, how many emotions, like we are like, I don't know if I'm using the right word now, but like a cacophony of just so much like symphony from different people and different lineages. And like, I feel that you, you just have this natural ability to output that, like in the way that you see the world and your commitment to your own expanse and your commitment to your development. And you are providing spaces for people to do that. And when it comes to horses being such natural web weavers, again, like coming back to that point, I see that as just such a reflection, like, you know, maybe one of the reasons that they're really in your life and you're so connected to them is because of that ability to just like expand outward and connect to multiple sources of information and then bring it in. And you're already in a symphony of so many different things. And you're just like, those things are just being like pinged off inside you. And then 
you know, expressed through your art and now your voice more and your membership. And by the way, I am part of Nika's membership and she's amazing and it's amazing. And I highly recommend signing up right now. So yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for just sharing your energy and for being here and for sharing a bit of your story. I'm so excited to see what is coming. And one of the things that really touched me the most like in this conversation is hearing you say that you're really feeling comfortable with who you are. I think just just someone hearing that and the energy and the way that you said it can really like be life-changing, you know, just to know that that is out there and that your your choice to go within is actually, you know, creating so much more in your outward world and your ability to weave all of that together is just like phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of that. <laughs> that's beautiful and i just want to say too that exactly what you're doing is so needed as well like this kind of space where other people who are weaving are also going to be heard on this podcast and like i know you're going to get people that do all sorts of things and that they're all interested in all sorts of things and i love that there's a space that this can be held and heard by other people so thank you yeah. Okay. Just quickly, where can people find you? I've mentioned your Instagram, but just do a quick. Yes. So my Instagram is Nika Draws Nature and website is nikadrawsnature.com and is getting a facelift soon. So hopefully it will be a little bit prettier and easier to navigate. <laughs> um, it's already stunning, just so everyone out there knows. <laughs> and your membership is called? What? You can find it on my website, but yes, it's Creative Alchemy. Okay. Amazing. Thank you, Nika. Thank you so much, Delara. Mm-hmm.